word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day is brainchild. A noun meaning a product of one's creative work or thought. Mateo, this podcast is my brainchild. Jeff's brainchild. Yeah. No, well, you know, I, I couldn't do it without the help of my friends. Let's put it that way. But it was it was a brainchild. But my friends were incorporated in the brainchild. So we, I hope you slide that in the Instagram post today. What? It, but you got to slide in brainchild now. Uh, when you when you're typing it all up. This brainchild yeah. of an episode is coming together. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. It's always fun typing those up because I'm like the guys talk about, it, and I'm like, well, I'm talking about myself. I'm like a th- quasi third person right there. It's just really weird. You're like the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I don't think that's the first time I've ever been. That's the first time I've ever been compared to the Rock. So thank you. But, all right, uh, busy weekend that was in the sporting world. So we got lots to get to. You ready to go? Yep, sports. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, the podcast about, oh, what is it, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes, for regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Damn, messed up the intro there. Oh, well, maybe next time. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I am joined in the garage by my friend and co-host, Matteo Poverari. You can tell I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. Yes, right. Uh, the, the, uh, dude, as, are we as part as of the one percent that doesn't watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, since dude? we're running this podcast oh at God. what eight p.m. Prime, yeah. prime time Game of Thrones hour. I don't even know. See, with HBO and stuff like that, they they get it on the East Coast, but they also release it on West Coast mm-hmm. too at that time. So you really have two chances to watch it or something like that because they don't want spoilers, like a ton of spoilers, to get out. But I had a couple people that were sending me snaps at like six o'clock about how they're like buckling up, and I'm just like, guys, I don't get down like that. Yeah, I had people coming in shopping that were like, okay, we're we're got to get our stuff before. Do you have any Game of Thrones-themed beer or wine? We're, <laughs> throwing, we're throwing a watch party. I did see somebody on Snapchat with a Game of Thrones-themed one. And I don't know. Do you guys carry that? We have one by Bear Republic that is uh, Game of Thrones-themed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Shouts out to we're, Bear Republic. We're there, for you, the ma- we're there for the masses. Good for them. 
All right, Mateo. A lot has happened since we last spoke, and let's just get straight to it. Talking points. The NFL draft happened. Yes. And aside from the fact that I think draft grades are stupid, how do you think the night went overall? I enjoyed it a the, lot. The, just the first round. Let's just talk about the first round, oh. and then we'll move to the other round. Oh, okay, the first round. The first round. How did Thursday night go overall? God, the Giants. The Giants pick. I don't. Even, I don't even know how we talk I, about the draft I, without starting with the I Giants pick. My eyes, man. Well, first off, I'd like to start out with the Cardinals pick because Kyler Murray. That that's gonna be that's gonna prove to be a terrible pick. And I'm not cheering for injury, but in my mind, for some reason, I have this image of the Joe Theismann injury happening to Kyler Murray. Ooh. Is that right? And it's so gruesome and Jeez. so bad. It's like, how could you wish that on somebody? Bro, that's just the the visual that I have with this kid is I understand that he was able to get away from pressure at Oklahoma. That was due in part to the fact that he had a terrific offensive line and was surrounded by playmakers. I think the University of Oklahoma could give the Arizona Cardinals of last year a run for their money. Now, I'm always going to side with a professional team over the college team, but let's be honest here. Like... That was a team that got ran through by the rest of the league, and I don't think that they did enough to address helping out with him, uh, or you know, to help protect him. I just I see he's too small. He's just I I see he's either going to be if if quarterback if he wants to stay in the league, I don't think it's going to be as a quarterback for very long. I think it's going to be as a, a spellback or like a, a slot wide receiver type. No, he's got too much arm talent to be moved around. We'll this is this isn't the '80s okay. that you start moving guys around. Mm. I mean, he's the, if they, if he came out last year, he's probably the third best quarterback. And just in case anybody thinks I'm racist, I think the same thing for Trace McSorley too. So go look up <laughs> that white Penn State quarterback. Yatted for no reason, but I think the same thing with him. It's just there's, there comes a point where you're just too small. Mm, I I disagree with the way the league's built. I mean, it's so there's they do so much to protect the quarterbacks. The way, especially Cliff's offense, the ball comes out super quick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the league is freaky. I mean. Uh, RG3 got hurt in the pocket. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt out of the pocket. The opposite of what they are. That is true. Um, I just think the, I think the bigger problem for him is they're going to probably put up 40 points a game, but they're going to give up 50 points. That is, yeah. They didn't do anything to address the defense. He's going to be airing it out, though, which means he's going to be susceptible yeah, to I mean, getting he, hit more. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and just as right a running around. quarterback, too, yeah. but he is super fast. I mean, I'd rather take the chance with him, and I, I really like Josh Rosen, but I'd rather take a chance on a guy like Murray with his traits compared to a guy like Rosen. How about this one? Would you rather, if you were either the Cardinals or the Ravens, disregard Lamar Jackson's one year of experience because it was running an offense that was pretty gimmicky, and I don't I don't see them running very much of that successfully throughout his career because it didn't last very long with Kaepernick, and he was doing a lot more throwing in that type of gimmicky offense. But would you rather have... Lamar Jackson's future, or would you rather have Kyler Murray's future? Because I think those two quarterbacks are one and the same, except except Kyler's got a better arm, but they're going to have to be schemed and, and gimmicked. You like, you know what I'm saying? Insert gimmicks here with with the two of them. Is it really gimmicky though? I mean, look at look at everything that everybody's doing. Even the Patriots have gone where they're running a lot of repo, a lot of five receiver sets, a lot of things that are out of college. But Brady's not taking the ball and running it for for 12 yards. No, he's carry. not. But and he's not. He's not. When Brady goes, when Brady goes uh, RPO, there, you know, it, the the R is the running back, mm-hmm. right? There is no dual threat there with Brady. The pass is either gonna, ha- it's either gonna happen or it's not, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be a damn good pass. The thing is with Lamar Jackson, not only is the R a double-edged sword, in is the running back gonna take it or is he gonna take off with it? You don't even have to really worry about the pass because he showed that he wasn't that great of a passer last year. So we'll see. But I, I also think we get too caught up on things that guys can't do. And then there's guys that they're supposed to do that supposedly sit in the pocket, and yet 
Matt Ryan's a pocket passer. Yes, and yet, true. Yeah, their team. Well, this is what I think is inherently silly about the draft is when you go to pass out draft grades, right? Like, what would mm-hmm. you give the Niners draft if you were to say, don't use letters, use a word. Give me a word that would describe the Niners draft. Punter. Really? That's your takeaway? They drafted a punter in the fourth round. Okay. I was going to... I'm gonna, stoked about the first three picks. I would give you guys a... Dra- my draft review of the Niners would be addressed. Like, you addressed mm-hmm. all your needs, and you got what you needed. It's going to be interesting when Nick Bosa requests to wear number 45 in honor of our president. Yeah, get, yeah you got to do it. <laughs> get the MAGA uh, Get the MAGA You know how badly he wants to like that tweet when oh. Trump said he's like, I've got... He's well, like, I, I can't do wanna, it. I don't even want to go there. But yeah, Trump congratulating Bosa going number two overall to San Francisco uh. and not saying anything to Kyler Murray, who went to a Republican state in Arizona, that that was that's mind-boggling mm-hmm. to me. The, the situation was so backwards. Uh, but uh, enough of that. <laughs> Going back to the draft, another team, and I'm not going to say this just to toot my own horn, but I'm really happy with what the Pittsburgh Steelers did going up and getting Bush like that. They gave up a lot, gave up kind they of a, a bit a for lot. him. But I think he's a he's definitely a guy that'll help plug the middle and address the needs that Shazier's left behind. I mean, it, yeah, exactly. Because now it, I'm looking at a Watt, a Bush, <laughs> and Dupree. And I don't know who the fourth – I think the fourth linebacker might be like Vince Williams. Uh, no, I'm going to bite my tongue there. I don't know who the fourth uh, – uh, the, the outside linebacker is that's going to hang out there. But I mean, I like where I like where it's going. They didn't address enough in the defensive back area for me to – That was a big like shocker. It. I thought for sure with all the – especially with how much DBs were getting pushed down, I yeah. thought the Steelers for sure would they grab They got the one. kid out of Michigan State, and they got, uh, they got the Toledo wide receiver. So mm-hmm. I like what they're doing there. And, and I, then I was super pumped about Benny Snell Jr. Oh, my God. When he, it was either him or Bryce Love that I was just sitting on, and I kept quiet to myself, and I'm like, please let one of those guys fall, please let one of those yeah, guys. Yeah, and they the Steelers fell, got, oh. if, they, if the Steelers got Bryce Love, that would have been an awesome but, pick. Oh, it would have been. Snell's it really, great. it literally really would have been though. a Le'Veon Junior. But I think Snell demonstrates a Le'Veon type. He's just not built like him. So let's hit mm. the weight room and then see what happens there. But boy, do I love. I love that pick, and then they pick a six-eight tight end who I guess has hands of stone. I didn't really watch that many Michigan. Ga- well, I didn't notice him that too much in the Michigan games that I watched. It's not good if you can't year. notice a six-eight tight end, right? And yeah, it's, just it's bad. Like, okay, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, let's bring it back to the Niners. What else did you think besides uh, the punter? No, I can't get over the punter. The punter okay. but just bothers me too much. It ruined uh, the I, draft for you. Uh, if we okay, if we're gonna break down the first, you want me to break down the first three picks? Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, I'll just quickly. so so. Okay, really quickly. Uh, I love Boza. Boza addresses. I mean, he's. If the, any other draft, they usually fall out this, on the pass rusher. This was I a mean, year-long question. Yeah, and to Tanks actually, for Bosa yeah, to every every year I have a guy because the Niners have been bad for five years that we tank for, and outside of DeForest Buckner, I haven't gotten who I wanted. So to finally get the guy that I've talked to Jeff about since October is a big win. He better work be, out. There should be a giant mission. Oh, he better work out, <laughs> considering all the bullshit he's bringing. Um, and then Debo, I love Debo. I call him Slantzilla. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a monster. That was a good one. Yeah, so I'm stoked to get him. And then uh, uh, Hurd, I didn't know much about Hurd until I saw that he worked out So I, with the Niners. So I looked him up in YouTube, and the 6'5 guy that played running back, I mean, Shanahan's going to have a lot of things to do, use with him. He'll be a Swiss Army knife in the offense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm excited about what they did. I wish they had another DB. I mean, they're, they're banking a lot on a aging Richard Sherman. Uh, Verrett's always hurt. And then the two guys that they use thirds on, you're really hoping that you hit on those guys. And they've been kind of – Moore hasn't played. Witherspoon's been up and down. I was like, at least you guys drafted two DBs. Yeah, we, but we also signed one. The, un- the, the, uh, the undrafted free agent signings are always an interesting <coughs> one to take a look at too. Mm-hmm. And that was more along the lines in the same pattern that the Steelers drafted, which kind of got me a little off guard. I don't know what the Niners did. Did they – I guess that is though. It just it, – it really is. You take the undrafted guys when you sign them – 
it's like we would have drafted you had our guys that we drafted were not available. Mm. We would have taken you, but we still want to bring you into camp and try you out. There's maybe a chance that you can make the practice squad, but good luck. Yep. You know, I guess is that that's a safe summation of what it's yeah. for. Okay. And it's just like, you know, just bringing guys that you think that you had, uh, that you had, that you've worked out. And so you're like, okay, well, he's going to come in. He's on a two-year deal. If he can beat out somebody at the bottom of the roster, he's going to save us back to cap space. He's going to save us in the long run, too, because we get to keep him really cheap. Unfortunately, you guys had to let go of Cassius Marsh. Oh, man. you got to be really good to beat out Cassius Marsh. you got to be really good. Uh, and I guess the Steelers had a first-round grade on the receiver is what I read. On the Toledo Yeah, guy? the Toledo guy. Deontay? They, they, yeah, they love him. They, they and, I mean, it a little weird. Yeah, yeah. And, and your GM's a guy, like I said the last couple of weeks, I really trust his evaluations. I mean, I, I like James Washington. I mean, with Antonio Brown, with Juju. Another I, Mac guy. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. Mac, like, they love that conference. They, they know how to evaluate receivers. Get that wide receiver out of the Mac. Uh, the only other wide receiver I was hoping that they might get their hands on was David Sills. Just oh, because God, David I, Sills did he end up getting drafted? Oh, yeah, he did. I'm, okay. I'm blanking on where he went. Uh, Hunter Renfro getting drafted by the Raiders. Yeah, Raider. Jeez. I thought that was funny. Did you see Clemson football's tweet out to after a 17-year football yeah. career? He finally <laughs> they even jumped on that. I think it was funny. Uh, look at, look oh, at gonna, the Raiders. He's going to catch 90 passes from Carr. I don't know what the Raiders were doing, man. It was uh, round one I was watching with Chris Kwok, who's he's been, he's been on the podcast before. I think his time, uh, he, he stopped coming on right around the time that you jumped on. So we, we really filled that, uh, the, what do you call it, token Asian role, jumping from Chris to you. What type of Asian is he? Chinese. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we keep it, we'd like to keep it multicultural mm -hmm. around here. I like the eclectic bunch. Provides a nice, refreshing perspective. And so he's a Raiders fan? Worldwide views. Yeah, he's a Raider fan. And thank you for bringing me back on track there. And it was interesting to watch his reaction to the draft picks. I really like the running back they got out of Alabama. They hit on that 24 pick. That's mm -hmm. the one they had. The one that was questionable was Cleveland Farrell because I heard that he would have been available at 24, so they would have been able to get their running back at 27, here's thinking, and you may have been able to get a better player at four, a la... Was Quentin Williams available? No, the Jets took him. Yeah, Jets took him. The Josh Jets Allen was available. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they really wanted to. Or it's... I mean, it's, it's tough to figure and out. And Oliver was available? I mean, nobody thought Daniel Jones is going six. You, oh. you really don't... Yeah, I mean, you really don't know. I don't blame them for taking the guy that they want because before this the whole combine process, he was a top 10 pick. He was a guy that was consistently slotted at seven and eight, and he fell because his athletic profile didn't match. The Jaguars and the Dolphins need to send gift baskets or fruit baskets to Jaguars, New York yeah, Jaguars because were. those guys were gifted. The only player, the only other team that I thought drafted terribly in the first round was Detroit, reaching for an Iowa tight end. Yeah, With the, it was at the eighth pick. Yep, and it's pretty much. It seems like they're trying to really, really follow that uh, Patriots model. I mean, Ooh. getting Trey Flowers and then getting a guy that supposedly he's not Gronk. Ooh. He might be Kelsey if you're lucky, but gosh, yeah, top ten pick it, with wow. how good this defensive line class was. Wow. The pass on another pass rusher. I saw an inside look at the draft room, and it looked like Patricia was staring down the owner, Miss Ford. The, the old woman who was it was in there in the oh, Thank you for coming. Oh my goodness, he didn't look very happy at all. Patriot way. He's trying to now. He's got the lion way. Lion way is not the Patriot way, though. No. Say that. The Patriots want to take a tight end in the top ten. Any other shockers for you aside from the fact that I just the Daniel Jones thing is absolutely amazing to me. I don't understand it. They drafted. I like their follow up picks, but you can't. That's another instance where it's saying you can't tell me that one of those guys would. 
one of the guys that you drafted in the first round would have definitely been available in the second round, and your quarterback would have been available at, at whatever your second pick was, 17 or something like that, because Washington was head over heels with, uh, with uh, Haskins mm-hmm. because he had grown up in the area yep. and went to high school there. And Dan Snyder said, I'm commandeering this mission him. today. Which like, was scary. That yeah. I really want next year, like, the league should give – like, there should be a giant wheel. And between 1 through 32, they spin at the Redskins and the Raiders – they both get extra picks because it's so entertaining with all the stories that came out oh about about Gruden kicking out the scouts and Snyder taking over the draft. Like, I want them to have extra picks every year. Running drills, too. Did you hear about that? He had them running drills, simulations where they would send him to different parts of the building. Okay, Tim, I understand that Game of Thrones, oh, Game of Thrones is over. Really, that was what it's going on here. But they were running simulated drills where he'd send guys to different parts of the building and they'd be on the clock and somebody'd call in an offer and just be like, Hey, this is the Jets. Are you looking to move up? Like we're thinking about taking this guy in the running drills for the for the draft, That's which is so awesome. Insane. Insane. Especially after you sent all your scouts home and it's just, hey, you know, I, I know Mayock and, and, and Gruden just locked in a room just in a battle of wits saying, No, this is the guy this is our guy. I know John Lynch said something with the they they would go through every day. They've been doing it and they would stop a secretary secretary and he'd be like, Okay, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. Who are you drafting? And he'd put people on the spot to see what their critical thinking was with the draft. Maybe that's why you're, you, you're drop, we're drafting in the top ten, too. So maybe there's, there's a little bit too much that's going on. But I'll, I'll take it to, like, a smaller scale. Like, the Niners, even though as angry as I am about them taking a punter in the fourth, they traded down, and they still got 2-6, and then they, take, they took their punter. Like, with Daniel Jones, with the Raiders pick, with the Lions pick, you can at least – well, maybe not the Lions pick because there's a lot of people that were interested in the tight end. But maybe you trade down, and even if you're getting, well, you even said you weren't sure he was a top ten, top ten level talent. Which at this point, mm-hmm. as is totally subjective. It just yeah. a matter of yeah, where you're really picking. Is. Yeah. As long as you love the guy, mm-hmm. and and that's what's so funny is somebody tweeted out. Oh, it was Adam Schefter who tweeted out. So the Antonio Brown trade has been finalized, and he tweeted out that the Raiders got Antonio Brown and listed the two draft picks that the Steelers got. One of which was a. Linebacker and I believe a li- no the the tight end and another position that's going to be hard <coughs> to like qual you know quantify mm-hmm. and measure somewhat and I just thought to myself I'm like you actually don't know who won this trade like I'd been saying for a while that obviously Oakland won it immediately just based off of headlines and media coverage but you don't really know who wins that trade three years from now. Much like you're not really going to know who won this draft mm-hmm. for another three years. I can already tell you who's lost it based off of not addressing, not making the picks that we think addressed their specific needs. And you will be able to measure that within the first two years. You'll be able to find out who's a failure faster than you'll be able to find out who's a winner. Mm-hmm. It takes guys a second to blossom, but you could definitely tell when a guy comes out with the, with the wheels spinning in the mud that it's just, it ain't working. Yeah, it ain't we, a good fit. And I, I like I read mock draft Monday every week, all the way building up to the draft. And it's you know we get there, and you think these guys are going to be where they're supposed to be, and then they don't go, and then all of a sudden there's this huge. Everybody gets angry about it, or upset, or a guy's sliding and falling. But it's like you said, it's perceived value. We really don't know. Like Hakeem Butler was consistently pegged late first, early second. Maybe he'll slide a tiny bit. He ended up going at the top of the of round four. I mean, there's countless guys. Rocky Asin's a guy that was potentially top 15 he was I thought he was gonna go to the Steelers he ended up to the Colts in second round like we just really even even though this it's it's crazy how many people are involved in the draft we really don't know where anybody's going including the teams themselves 
Even the team that's picking third has no idea what they're doing. I like Rosen to the Dolphins, though. I like great, that trade. Great trade. That was a great trade for the Dolphins. And because even even if it doesn't work out with Rosen, he serves as a uh, as a somewhat decent backup while you while you tank for Tua, if that's where you're mm-hmm. going to really go. Uh, I don't see Rosen. Rosen probably wins you maybe an extra one or two games this year. But they really didn't make the necessary moves. They're, they're concentrating on their defense more. They're going on the, uh, the Seattle uh, – blueprint where it's let's beef up the defense you know uh, it's not like we're paying the quarterback a ton but let's have it you know be Mm -hmm. a a great defense and a a good solid quarterback that won't lose us the game yeah and I think even if like let's say he wins six or seven games or even if he's let's say he wins four games and he's still showing signs though okay then you're like well okay I've got all these assets and now I have a quarterback under a rookie contract that the Cardinals paid the big signing bonus of it I'm gonna say it's gonna be awesome better than Tannehill for sure, mm-hmm. and it will probably he will probably be better than Fitzmagic. Now those aren't very high bars, but it's better than what you had, and it's something for you to look forward to. Now, what do you think about quick quick thoughts on DK Metcalf to the Seahawks? Not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. <laughs> I'm upset. Oh God, that's yeah. It sucks. It's I get it. He's he's a guy that blew up in the combine. He's got so many health issues. I guess he got into a little fight with the Niners coaches at the combine too at the during the interview process oh, so uh, probably because he wasn't allowed to go in shirtless yeah you they're like yeah they're like put your, they're, put your shirt on but uh god that's that's such a great fit that was a great video Pete Pete's a funny guy he is a funny guy he's also funny looking so. funny guy funny looking plays the piano too with his draft do you see do you, you tune in for his draft clues did not see that he does that every year he, he plays the piano and he, he plays a song and then it's a hint towards who they're drafting it might be pieces of fight songs just mm. hey you were drafting a guy from clemson <laughs> <laughs> we're drafting a guy from Ole miss yeah i like that that's a great fit moving on to the nba playoffs we have officially reached the conference semifinal stage and i just want to say this congrats to the denver nuggets for making it this far because nobody including myself Thought you were going to be able to pull out that game against the Spurs. Although, wacky ending, I missed the end of it. Dude, that was crazy. I yeah. had to rewind it like three times because I didn't know what the hell happened. Yeah, so I <laughs> good on him, though, for making it through. Oh, Tim Texton. No, just wait your turn, sir. All is right. he trying to force his way in now? Yeah, he is trying to butt in. Game of Thrones is done, so I'm ready. Looking at game one between the Raptors and the 76ers that happened yesterday. Boy, Kawhi Leonard. Nothing to mess around with there. Did you see any of that? No, I'm trying to get the box score, but I, I did see Leonard. Leonard did blow up. He was really reestablishing himself. As Jimmy Butler only had ten points. Joel Embiid Sheesh. only had uh, sixteen. Did Embiid look as frustrated? At th- I saw him on the bench. The shot of him on the bench, just kind of like waving at one of the guys shooting a three. Did he look frustrated I through that a, whole game? I was intermittently paying attention. I fell asleep during it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I took a nice little Saturday after that when that was on. It sounds like I didn't even rest right there. Sorry. But Kawhi, 45 points. Pascal Siakam, 29. You're just like, who? Yeah, where did he come from? And then the rest of the team failed to crack over 10 points. But it was it was okay. It worked out for him. 108-95. I think the Raptors have that one in Toronto. So by de facto, they have the series. Because Philly, oh, that's a, that's a tough road to hoe. It is it is kind of unfair to judge a series after one game, though. Because teams will make adjustments. But just... From what we saw, especially uh, I didn't watch enough of this game today. The Celtics versus the Bucks, one twelve to ninety. The Celtics topple the Bucks. It looks like Kyrie Irving, great day. Al Horford, great day. Jalen Brown giving you nineteen as well. And on the Bucks side, Giannis only scoring twenty two points in thirty four minutes. That's probably 
I think that's a good indication why. I'm also looking here. The Bucks scored 33 points in the second quarter and then failed to score more than 22 in any other quarter. That's not a recipe Jeez. for success. So good on good on the Celtics for putting the clamps on them. But that happened last year too. See, I think the Celtics have have a Boston. I mean Milwaukee's number. So I it'll be interesting to see. I think this is. A, I think it could go seven games again. Mm-hmm. But just from recent history, Celtics got that. Got that number right there. I wish and we could dig up some of the shows we were talking in February with the Celtics, and now where they're at, le- leading one. I didn't like. I I feel I thought Milwaukee would be the team that I would definitely come out was. Of this. D- I was definitely down on them for sure. Mm-hmm. Same but, here. But you know, in the East, there was only a certain amount of te- there was only like four or five teams that were going to even get close to taking it, and we we disregarded the Pacers, even though they were sitting there nice at three, and you just. You, as bad as the Celtics were playing, it left it up in the air where it was just much like the Warriors. You know what this team is capable of when they play well. It was just a matter of if they were going to get their act together and how long were they going to stay in that funk. Luckily for them, they can turn it on come playoff time. What, what do you think are the better four teams? Is it the better the four teams that are in the East right now or the four teams that are in the West overall, if you had to say? Because I look at the East and I'm like, God, both those matchups look loaded. And then you go to the West and the, the Warriors-Rockets game is definitely loaded. And then the Portland Nuggets game has the potential to Star be. Star power is in the West, but I think deeper talent is in the East. Mm-hmm. I think just one to fives, right? Because uh, you look out on the West, and it's just I can point to I can point to stars in starting lineups: Chris Paul, James Harden, Clay, Steph, KD. I mean Draymond too, because he attracts a bunch of attention. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, Nikola Jokic, Murray. I don't even remember his first name. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray. Oh, who's who's the other team I'm thinking of? Well, that's that's it for the West. That's those are the stars. I think of I think of the Sixers. I think that's, that's a good seven man rotation they got going there. I think of the Bucks. I know that's a team that's got another seven guys, seven eight guys that can go. The Raptors. They've always had ten guys ready to go. It doesn't really mean anything in the postseason, but that's ten guys on call anytime. Kawhi's gonna lead that charge. And then the uh, who's the other team that I'm forgetting. Let's see. You did Milwaukee, Toronto, Sixers. Oh, and in Boston. Boston. I mean, Boston. <laughs> we just well, like I said, I stated that earlier with Boston. It was just mm-hmm. a matter of if they yeah. Boston's get, got the Boston's kind of like the East East Coast East Coast Warriors. There's just the Warriors have more talent. <laughs> you know, call it as you see it. Eh? But today, what a game! What a game! Did you watch? Oh, I was, I was holed up at work. Oh. I had I, I got to watch on the glorious GameCast. Like I was in man, like they in were seventies. Com- they were complaining about the ref the the. The Rockets will complain about the referees, and so can the Warriors too. It's, I mean, the officials at this point in the game—they're just all about making it about themselves. You got to be ready for that. And James Harden, there was a lot of no calls. What James Harden started to do is because he's not because people are starting to not reach when he does the little mm-hmm. the little move up, you know, the the gather up and then he and he flails. Is he'll take a jump shot with no intention of landing on his feet. So he'll jump. You'll be two inches away from him. You'll jump. And he'll float his feet out in front of you so that way they get clipped like a kicker or a punter is punting away trying to draw a rough in the rough in the kicker call. And and then he'll fall down and he'll complain and wonder why he didn't get it. It was about 25% of the time that he got that call. And the rest of it was just ugly-ass James Harden jumping up, shooting a ball that he had no business shooting. Still looked like it might be good because he's got that type of range. And then it would brick and he'd be on the ground complaining. And they'd take it up the court. And what's sad is the Warriors only beat him by Turnovers were the name of the game here, man. It was ridiculous. I was so I was at twenty fucking 
turnovers. Yeah, you said on your Twitter that they should have been up by what? They should have been up by, at yeah, halftime. They should have been up by easily twenty points. And I'm not saying that as a biased fan. I'm just saying that because the Rockets shot so bad. They mm. finished the game. The Rockets took 47 threes. They only made 14 of them. That is 29.8%. Hey, it's better than their game seven. It's better than their game seven, but I'm telling you right Rocket now. Rocket fans, you're for improving. A te- for a team that took 74 shots total, 47 of them were three-pointers, and they only made less than 30% of those shots, there is no reason why with all the mo- and you want to take a point? Oh my! They they held up a stat that was turnovers. It was it was halfway through the second quarter. They really locked it in. I'll give the Dubs credit. In the second quarter, I think they only turned the ball over twice. But they threw up a stat there on the broadcast that said points off turnovers, and it was right after the turnover stat. The Dubs had 11 turnovers. The Rockets had 13 points off those turnovers. It's really easy for for a team to stay in the game if you're going to give mm-hmm. them a point every time you turn the goddamn ball over. It's rough. God, even man. though, uh, worse. I mean, they shot half the three. They only shot thirty-one. Jeez. Oh, it was not. It was not a good game. game from from beyond the arc. Yeah, it was. A, it was a tough. It was a hard fought, but entertaining to watch. It was an entertaining basketball game. The oh, the okay. other uh, the other part that I'm really enjoying is the blood feud between Warriors Twitter and he and Rockets fan Twitter. Like it's incredible. It's going uh, through my ti- the timeline after people were pulling up. Uh, James Harden shooting threes at the uh, all, at the three point contest to show that he comes landing down and he doesn't kick himself out <sighs> like he does in the game and Rocket fans are like that's not how he really does it and then people pulling up more uh, game footage like damn I don't it's it's a Spider Man meme of where you're point they're mm-hmm. pointing at each other because as Dubs fans we have to realize we get a lot of calls mm-hmm. we do get a lot of calls but that's the what that's the nature of the league is that they're superstar calls mm-hmm. and so when you don't necessarily get those calls you're kind of upset. But you re- do realize that this is a team that fishes for calls like, like nobody's crazy. Like James Harden's comments were nuts after the oh, game. Oh, James Harden's was crazy. But yeah. I'm saying the Dubs, too, are another mm-hmm. team that fishes well, for him. And they'll, they'll rather than fish for him, they'll just yell at the ref, and that's why they get teed up a lot. Whereas Houston, I feel like, is always just looking for the foul and saying, hey, why aren't we getting this? I don't disagree, and this, is, this could be biased Warrior fan coming out to anybody else, but I think what, what they get so frustrated with is that Steph gets mugged consistently, yeah. and and I get his game is outside, so he doesn't see as many attempts compared to like a Harden who's consistently driving and making contact. But it it feels that he doesn't get the same treatment. KD definitely bails once the Warriors got KD. They get a lot of calls because he's doing what James Harden does, yeah. not not as over the top as Harden. But there's times where he just drives in his size. He he gets bailed. He bails the Warriors out. Funny how that that placed out kind of gravitated out of or Oklahoma City. Hmm. 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 Yeah. And so I I always feel with Steph, it's it's that Steph, and then Steph always gets into early foul troubles. And part of it is because he's not the greatest defender. He's a plus defender, but he doesn't get the leeway that a lot of other guys do. Not a defensive player of the year candidate. Not an all defensive team. One, two, three. No, but he does his part. He holds his own out there when in the scheme. And I, and I feel that that's where it goes is because Steph doesn't get it. And then Warrior fans, and we love Steph so much yeah. that we're going to b- go towards that. Well, game two on Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday. Tuesday night, we shall see if they're able to duplicate the effort. I I think this is a game where you got to be careful. I feel like Houston <coughs> is either going to come out and they're not going to miss a single shot, or Houston's going to come out and they're going to get a bunch of calls early. So need to be composed and remember that, okay? Houston's gonna. Houston's not gonna shoot thirty percent from beyond the arc again. This is a team that's too talented. They they might they might str- the next time Houston struggles, they might struggle for like 37 percent. And seven percent don't sound like much, 
but it's enough. If they only lost by four points and they shot 30% from, or less than 30% from beyond the arc, now imagine them making seven, eight more percent of their shots from beyond the arc. That's, you know, it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I'm going to say. And with them, and whether or not it, it helps or not, if the refs do start calling more for the Rockets or the Warriors, or they just make it a whistle-heavy game, we saw what happened in uh, Game 5 with the Warriors. It, it really kills their flow. Mm-hmm. It consistently yeah. kills the flow of the game. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I totally get it. So we shall see moving forward. It's going to be an entertaining series. There's a reason why people are saying that this was the series that everybody was looking forward to. I still think the Western Conference Finals and the NBA Finals will still be entertaining, mm-hmm. regardless of who comes out of this series. But this is the series to watch right yeah. now. Where it's just must-see TV. Are the Rockets going to be able to top them? Because... Daryl Morey's gone on record saying before, hey, we built a team, we constructed them to take down these guys. So we'll, we'll see. And respect no excuses from them when they uh, when they, when they they lose. Yeah. I mean, they, they consistently... The straight they, year in a row. Yep, they just keep consistently trying. They're like, we want to beat the Warriors. Uh, and at least they... You're not doing it. Yep. <laughs> All right, last transition here to the NHL playoffs. I didn't watch much of the game today, and I thought it would help, and then I started to watch in the third period. And the Sharks actually scored when I was watching, which was nice for a change, but they still lost the game. So San Jose fans, I feel like that's on me. I'm sorry. Apologies. Catch you, get you caught up on the NHL playoffs so far. In the Easter Conference semifinals, the Bruins have a one to nothing, or the series is tied, excuse me, after the Blue Jackets won three to two. So that's one, one through two. You have the Stars and the Blues in the Western Conference that are one, one, tied one, one apiece. And then you've got Carolina versus the New York Islanders. Carolina's up 2-0 in that series, and then the Sharks and Avalanche are tied 1-1. You should be cheering for... I saw this on the internet. It made me laugh. You should be cheering for a Hurricane Shark Stanley Cup final because that would be Sharknado come to life in the NHL. You can let Tara Reid drop the puck. Oh, would they really? That would actually be really they cool. Might, could, they get, could the NHL get Tara Reid? I don't know, actually. That Ooh, might be. Whoa, bro, skate snapped off? Whoa, I missed that. Wow, that's gnarly. Where did it come? Where did it snap off at? Just at the, the blade. The blade. Yeah, and the shark scored. Oh, it'd been great if, they, wow. if one of the sharks just grabbed the blade and threw it. Oh, I missed. I missed that one. So that was a dagger. Mm. Yep. Uh, Carlson breaking the stick. Yeah. Even with well, the check. Th- Ooh. Oh. It's a decleater. I guess a de-skater, though. If that's if we're on ice. Well, yeah. Wow. Okay. Nothing like narrating the highlights. Almost that are going knocked him out of his blades. Anyway, so we shall see. I think. Mike DeWald was on the podcast with us again. Shout out to you, Mike. Thank you. It was an interest. It was interesting insight to to hear from him. Is that San Jose is the bigger physical team here, but the Avalanche are just faster. They're just faster, and that's going to be the difference right now. Is going to be what's going to actually. Excuse me, pronounce it wrong. The Lanch. The Lanch. Nobody calls them the Lanch. They call them the Avs. But on here, we're going to call them the Lanch. Doesn't make them sound as cool or as intimidating. That's your brainchild. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The Lanch. They the stand Lanch. no chance. We're going to see how the Sharks bounce back. Uh, Shouts out to hockey because they don't take nearly as much time. After the after the Warriors and Rockets play on Tuesday, they don't play again until Saturday. What the fuck? Ridiculous, There's man. nothing else going on. The Sharks will be on on Wednesday. They said, I mean, uh, what are they? they'll be on Tuesday. They'll be on Tuesday, and then they'll be on Thursday. They'll, they, you know, they'll, I hate when those two line up, though, because then I have to pick which one I'm going to watch, and I always choose the Warriors because just mm. naturally I gravitate towards basketball. It's like I want to show the Sharks love. But at the same time, when I don't watch, they score. They win. Did, did you have a hard time on Friday jumping between things? What, when they were down? No, I mean, what was on. Because for me, it was, okay, day, round three of the draft is wrapping up. And then the Giants were getting killed by the Yankees. 
Uh, Warriors game was happening. Sharks game was happening. So I was flipping between everything. Oh, I was only watching the Warriors game, and then I was keeping up with the Sharks on the ESPN mm-hmm. app, and I saw that they were up. I was like, okay, good. I'm doing my part. It's amazing. I want to I want to cheer that team on, and I want to watch them play, but whenever I do, they do not play well. <laughs> I turn them off. They score. It is just something that goes on with the Sharks. I want to go see them live and see if it happens there too or if they're actually going to show up and play. You could do what George Kittle did and watch the game downstairs. You can be upstairs for it, and when they're not scoring, you go down and they score, and then you're like, okay, I guess I have to stay oh, down here for man. the rest of the game. It's just, I'll do it for the superstition, man, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but the Game 7, uh, the Sharks-Knights game, where does that rank as one of the crazy, craziest games? Oh, no, I didn't see it, man. I had to turn it off. Good. They, so you're, you're responsible for four goals. For real, though, man. They were down. I turned it off at 3-0. And next thing I know, I'm, I forget where I was, but I hear some guy yelling because he's streaming on his phone. I think I was like, I was at some department store or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I hear this guy start yelling on his phone. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So now I, I know the Sharks. I know he's watching the Sharks game because that's what's on right now. And they're scoring. So I go home and I look on my app and I see that it's tied 3-3. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. And then I get an update on the phone, 4-3. I turn on the TV. I start watching. Boom, night score. I turned it off. I changed the channel. I was like, all right, I can't do it, wow. man. Then I find out it goes to overtime, and they end up winning. And then I saw what happened to Pavelski afterwards. That Ooh, oh, gnarly. God, that, Anytime you're f- bleeding out of the side yeah, of the top the of your head. Yeah, the still photo was disgusting. Oh, just leaking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the – I joke about being the bandwagon Sharks fan, but, God. I, I, it's okay, I, man. It's okay. I remember driving back because I was watched at my parents' place, driving back to my place, and I listened to NHL series for the first time mm-hmm. to get some post-game because I was like, I needed that fix. <laughs> like, I feel playoff games are like drugs. It is, it, it is. It really when, is. When you have like, something to play off for, there's, I mean, play for. There's nothing like uh, oh, playoff hockey. Yeah, I mean, going to the, I mean, I've never been to a Warriors game, and so even though they lost, going to game five, like, I remember the start of that game, like, I was, like, ready to play. You're anxious, like, yeah. I was you were ready to run so through a brick wall, it. huh? Yeah. It's, it's let's so go, true. coach, let's go. Yeah, I, I want the run down there and be, like, next to E4 like hitting Iguodala and be like let's go like right. it's yeah it's it's really for a sports fan this is this is all drugs well keep it posted because this like is one of, the, one of the best times of the year one of the best times of the sports year when you got the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs going on yeah we don't have to worry about with the Giants <laughs> not yet we'll, we'll we'll shift our frustrations to them later on in the summer all right now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day Lionel Messi became the first person in Barcelona history to win 10 La Liga titles. La Liga titles. I can't even say that. Oh, Tim. <laughs> La Liga. Do it one more time. One more time. Oh, all right. You ready Lionel for it? Messi. Lionel Messi. This is T-shirt. Lisa Ruff messed up. This is great. It's okay. It humbles you. Lionel Messi became the first person in Barcelona history to win 10 La Liga titles. Hey. La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. Yeah, there you go. All right. Now I'm going to tickle you guys with a little fun fact stat of the day here. Ken Griffey Jr. never struck out in high school. That's that's, that's, that's crazy. Wow. That's pretty good. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the earlier one for that for you is that the first time Ken Griffey Jr. struck out was in Little League and he cried. Really? I didn't know that one. I just I, I got a hand up. I got that stat of the day from Tim Kirkchin earlier Tim in the Kirkchin? week. But, uh, yeah, he mentioned how, how he never struck out in high school, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Because you got to think, 
freshman year, sophomore year, you're probably taking some licks there and not having not having great at bats. And I'm sure Im- Griffey Jr. came into his own around junior, senior I year. I can imagine all the shit talking, Billy. Like, you're not as good as your dad. He's uh, like, oh, I didn't strike out in high school. Yeah, right? There's something to hang uh, your hat on. That's crazy. That's dope. Who would you guys rather have a baseball conversation with, Peter Gammons or Tim Kirchin? Oh, definitely Tim Kirchin. Tim, Peter would get a little too political. Uh, no, Peter would just put me to sleep. He'd probably talk himself to sleep. Actually, Peter talking <laughs> music would be He'd probably go towards music. But I would take Tim Kirkton yeah, for anything I, else, I like man. Tim a lot. Yeah. And I say that biasly, though, because I listen to the Levitard mm-hmm. show with Stu Gotts, and they have Tim Kirkton on during the baseball season. He just seems like an interesting guy. And when they have him answer random questions, you know? like it, Yeah, I like him on v, uh, VP or uh, SVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tim Kirkton just seems like a, a really chill guy that I would definitely – you could have some laughs with. Definitely laughs at anything you say. So sorry, Tim. That was not a good. That was not a good comparison there. Poo pooing on Peter Gammons. I remember That's him. Okay. I respect you, Peter Gammons. But I'm poo pooing on him. And you're low. All right. And UFC 150 or Fight Night 150 happened last night. Mateo, did you watch any of this? There was a UFC. There was oh UFC. Was last All night? right. No, Just I knew. I knew Greg Hardy fought. Sit this one out then. All right. I usually so, do. So <laughs> I usually check my fantasy teams. Glover Teixeira defeated. I what he Juan Kubet, Kubet, I don't even know how to say his name, so it doesn't matter. Glover Teixeira, submission round two. Congratulations. What? Ion. Ion. Freaking tank. That guy was built. He almost ended Teixeira in the first round, but the gritty and wily UFC vet held on and submitted him. Name is Ion. That's insane. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we had Alex Oliveira versus Mike Perry, which I thought for sure Oliveira had this one or whatever because it was Brazilian coming in a cowboy hat. I was like, this fool's nuts. I gotta put. I, I would put money down on him. And then Mike Perry took it with a decision. It was an entertaining Dude, fight. You did. You did put money on it, Jeff. Well, I did. Yeah. And you lost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. But right. Mike Perry, what? It, <laughs> why, why did Why did he come away with victor as the victor in this fight? Uh, he was the aggressor. He landed way more shots and way more significant strikes than Oliveira. Um, Oliveira suffered an injury in the second round. Not trying to give him an excuse, but props to him. He dislocated his toe in the corner. Just said, "Watch this." Out to round three, you go. Oh man. Well, he tries. All right, co-main event. I missed that. I, I was watching that fight and I missed it. I must have been on Twitter or something at that time where I just did not. I was listening to a podcast but watching the fights on mute. So, yeah, that's, I've, I've been taking in a couple of sporting events like that. It's it's different. I feel like I'm multitasking, like, properly. Good for you. Properly, Proud like, you. the way you're supposed to multitask. All right, then we had Greg Hardy in the co-main event. Greg Hardy, KO, TKO, of Dmitry Smolyakov, whatever his name is. I thought that fool was built like a tank. But he Gre- did not. He looked like he didn't even want to fight, so. Yeah, that's true. He kind of ran away, and Greg Hardy put the fists on him. I thought yep. the craziest thing about Greg Hardy is he showed up in public with one fourth of his back tat done. He did, had that on the last fight too. Did he really? Shit. Then just get yeah. your back tat filled in. Get the rest of the is, tribals. So is Greg Hardy actually showing signs? Is he progressing as a fighter? He got or is it hands. Just... That's all I'll say is he got hands. Oh but I don't know goodness. about his ground game, man. I don't. If somebody Ooh. takes a punch from Greg Hardy, that's instant CTE. No, it's not. Yeah, it is, man. <clears throat> I said it to Jeff. Maybe it's just me being. An asshole, Greg Hardy, but I feel like I'd have a pretty good fight with him hmm. if I were able to train the amount of time that he does and put some serious effort into it. That's fair, but I still think that that he's just a monster, man. Uh, how tall are you, Tim? He is. How tall am I? Yeah. Six one. And what is he? Six four. I don't care. <laughs> I'll trade hands with him. I'm just saying, man. About hands, bro. He'll just over exaggerate. I'll hit him with the buy shot. Take it down. <laughs> <submit him. laughs> Done. Done. 
Done. He makes it sound so easy. It is true, though. I don't know if he's got any other aspect of his game besides the hands, but they look to be in a decent, uh, in, in somewhat decent form. He's been yeah, able to. I guess so. That's it. What was that? His fourth uh, first round finish. So all his fights are making it out the first like round. We got to see what it, what that stamina is like if anybody's able to make it out of the second round with or make it into the second round with them. This is second. Uh, well, the fight that he lost went into the second round and then he got DQ'd, but. I'm pretty sure I went into the second round, but oh. I just don't like the way that the UFC is hyping him up. I know he's a big name. And that's how you're going to get your money, but they're looking for a star, man. Looking for a star, and they can they can paint this weak, as a as a redemption story too. He's like the perfect oh. he's like the perfect ESPN Plus headliner. <laughs> so lame. I don't I don't agree with him being a headliner or co-headliner. That's I'm very anti-Greg Hardy at this point. A lot of people are not 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 just because of his past, but just because of what he's not done. Honestly, what he has not done in the UFC, and he's still getting put on there. But anyway, long story boring, he'll probably get a top 10 shot with his next fight, Flounder. Somebody will put him in his place. Uh, hand up. I said that that fight, I texted you earlier, said that the fights were happening in Miami. That was wrong. I'm seeing here that it happened at the Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa, Canada. Mm. Or the way the Canadians spell it, mm. Centre, since it's C-N-C-E-N-T-R-E. Centre. Mm. Centre in Ottawa. All right, and then the main event, Ronaldo Souza versus Jack Hermanson. I thought for sure Ronaldo Souza had this one. Jacques Arbe probably would have, but I think there's been reports coming out that he is very upset with the fight in the first place because he is a top, or he was number three in that division. He should have been going for a title fight. And this guy, Hermanson, has come up and just been dominant. And Jacques Arbe was very upset that he was put in against this guy. So, understandably so, but one of those things where you got to focus on the fight that you have and so you saying are you saying that Hermanson won this because Jacare didn't even want the fight to begin with, and so therefore he overlooked it and didn't show his opponent any respect, or is this one of those things where now Jacare can look back at it and be like, "Hey, dude, you're 39 years old. You need to take every fight seriously because your days are numbered, especially if you want to get a, if you want a championship belt." I feel like you just said the same thing but with different words. Oh, okay, but, sorry. But, but yes, I do think that he he went into it a little more pissy than focused, and that's what ended up happening. But I'm not trying to knock Hermanson. That guy came out. He's a, he looked like a monster. Yeah. I'll be intrigued to see what he does. He's only 30 years old, which is young in the fight game, shockingly enough. So. And it's amazing how many guys are popping up where it's like they're late 20s and they've been fighting for like five, six years. I'm like, wow, man, like you must have started like right after college and like it's worked out for you. That's insane. Well, that'd be you right now if you jumped into it, did amateur, got discovered after 10 fights or so. You probably have your debut at 28 29 and then go from there and then try and turn pro try and turn pro in the ufc by the time i turn 32 bro see how that well, worked no, out for me you would turn pro by probably 28 oh, oh yeah you're right excuse me try and get that ufc contract by the time i was 32 yeah yeah and then get a get a solid like what four or five years into fighting see what you could do with that see if you can no, fight till 40 i think that you could get the ufc contract but the number next to your name by 32 would be more Appropriate and accurate. Yeah, that's true. All right, now let's move on to three up, three down. Super high technical imaging there, but I like it. Hopefully you like it too, Tim. All right, who's your first? Oh, you want to start with the ups or start with the downs? Super, thanks for asking. Like I said, dude. We go up, we go down, we go up, we go All down. All right, first up. First up, I'm sorry, I have to say, Cody Bellinger. 
Okay. I, I know he's already been in up, but this guy's just on a tear. Advice. It's cool, man. They can they can recycle ups if you're still in the up and up a week later. I'm not going to knock a guy for playing hard. Oh, man, he's hitting over 400 still. Yeah, I was about to say, Yelich hit, hit his first road home run yesterday. I can't remember. I think, I think so, but he's still in the lead, or they, they're tied now with 14 yeah, for compared the to season. Bell, but yeah, Bellinger just but everybody's breaking. Everybody's saying that Yelich is the man. I mean, so, it's just... Wait, it's, is it Bellinger or Yelich that I'm writing down for number one? Bellinger. Okay. And he's hitting over 400, dude. It's, it's impressive. Dude, he's going to win MVP. Fatty, fatty him, and, him and Yelich will actually have a really good MVP race this year. Oh. You know what? The National League is actually more exciting to watch than the American League stat-wise. I heard this the other day. Mm-hmm. There's more home runs in the National League. And did you guys hear? They let their pitchers bat. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great stat with the NL having more home runs considering they don't have the DH. Yeah, one uh, one less quote-unquote yeah. hitter there, but you still get the <coughs> occasional pitcher that'll go yard, which just doesn't make you know, Not that it doesn't make sense. It's just it's enough to make you go, what? What just mm-hmm. happened? You, you who? Yeah. So first down. First down, Seattle Mariners. Oh, no. Their hot streak has finally, I, I'm going to say it. They have officially hit the wall hard. They've allowed, I want to say, what was the number? 30, maybe not 30, but they've allowed at least 29 runs to the uh, Texas Rangers the past two games. I want to say it was like 29 to 3 is the complete. You know, when you add the two games up together. That's not good. But did the Mariners really have any expectations this season other than saying, hey, thank you, Ichiro, we're going to send you off in Japan because that just happens to work with our schedule, and then we'll see what happens from then on? It's not. I don't think this is a team that was poised for a very deep run. No, but I will say in their defense what they did is they, they're rebuilding, but they actually got some players to watch and have fun with. During to the see meantime. what they do this year to get excited about for years to come. Yes. Interesting. And, yeah, the season's a long haul. We could say that, much like the Giants, you could try and throw a dagger in the season right now in April, the end of April, start of May. But, I mean, the season really doesn't even start to heat up until July. That's where you start mm-hmm. to get a real good idea for, okay, this team is really done. These guys are the, the clubhouse leaders, and then these are the teams that need to make a move or hope that they have a solid two weeks of ball to get them back in the stretch or, you know, get them in the, the swing of things. How many other puns could I use there? All right, a, a bunch. Second, second up. Second up, the New York Yankees. Fuck I don't know how they're Fuck doing them. it, but they have, at one point last week, they had over 30 wins above replacement on their uh, injured list. Huh. And they're still somehow plugging away. And I know the Red Sox suck this year, but they're second in the AL East. It really, helps. Just, it really helps when you get to play the Giants. I was about to say, years. and they just swept a team that's top five in payroll, so... Oh. Oof. Yeah, but I mean, at one point, they're. What hurts? I want to say their entire starting roster, like opening day roster, was on the IL at one point last week or week. Just say DL. Yeah, I mean, just what, say DL. What? You're not saying the physical word. You're, they were it's, on the it's DL. IL, man. It's IL. We will respect um, no, the IL. No, they're on the DL, but go ahead. I'm going to call it IL, and I'm not calling it Oracle Park. IL. Or Oracle IL. Stadium. Or IL. Yeah. No, you should call it Oracle Stadium. That would actually be pretty funny. Is that what it is? No, it's Oracle Park. Yeah, same thing. It's the Oracle. Yeah, it's it ain't Oracle. It's the Oracle. No, the Oracle works in the wide department with you. Yep. Damn it, Mateo. <laughs> All right, and second down. Second down is going to be pitcher's code. This big idea of if you get a home run hit off, you got to plunk the guy. If you, the one that struck me, the uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago because it's been a little bit since we've done this, but uh, Jimenez from the 
Tigers hit Starling Marte of the Pirates in the head a f- couple weeks ago, I'll say, but you could see that he was visibly shaking. It was a 93-mile-per-hour fastball straight to the helmet. And, you know, I, I don't know why. The only per- the only pitcher I've ever seen say something was Jabba Chamberlain to Derek Jeter, but, I mean, if you hit a guy and it's on accident, check on him. You don't need to be this big, yeah, guy. I get I mean, that. I also don't like the throwing at guys. The only guy that really deserved it was Reese Hoskins because he took, what, that half minute to round the bases after he hit a home run? Four seconds. He literally didn't take steps that were bigger than his shoulder length apart. Who was he mad at? Uh, Why was he rounding the bases slow? Because the pitcher he hit the home run off of the game before threw twice behind him, Mm -hmm. once behind his head, once behind his back for ball four. Yeah, God, I, I, I just completely hate the idea of, of it's retaliation. Just, it's I crazy. Mean, come on now. I don't need pitchers. Pitchers don't need to be out there celebrating after every strikeout, but mm-hmm. I don't mind themselves clapping. I don't mind themselves clapping the glove, yelling to amp himself up. You know, that's on them. Hopefully you can bring it back down and center yourself for the next pitch. But for a batter, you should be able to flip the bat mm-hmm. when you when you when you take somebody yard. But you also yeah. shouldn't be taking thirty four seconds to round the bases. You know, you got to keep it a respectable trot. He was literally out there taking steps that were no bigger than shoulder length apart, trying to send a message. And at that point, it's like, all right, bro, super petty. I get it. It's funny at first. Then it gets annoying. And then it's finally, hey, he's done. He's done running the bases. Okay, we can move on. I wish he turned so around. Uh, he should have, like, spun around and ran backwards, ran backwards down the yeah. third baseline. I'm not saying that as, like, an old man shaking his fist in the air. It's just, I, it's like, you're not you're not helping the situation by by getting equally as petty. I will say I noticed relief pitchers really like to pump their arms because they're, they're guys that aren't going to get in the box. Oh, hell no. Yeah, so, so by they, all they, means, they, they really yeah. enjoy. Plus, they're only out there. The way relief pitchers have been used, you're only out there for maybe two batters sometimes, you know? So, yeah. we'll see. All right. Slowest trot in StatCast history. <laughs> Tim, third, <laughs> third up. Bonus stat. <laughs> Third up, oh my goodness, you guys are going to love this. This is going to be a tandem one. The third up is home runs and just exit velocity and everything in general. And it has to do with the juice ball and the ball being more aerodynamic, whether or not Rob Manfred wants to. And this is the down, is that Rob Manfred is declining this, even though the MLB has done their own research and admitted to the ball is more aerodynamic. (laughs) That's Trump-like right there. Forget your facts. These are my feelings towards the situation, and that's what we're going to go off of. And what, what brought it to fruition for me is that uh, I can't remember his first name, but the Lizardo guy or uh, whoever the center fielder is for the A's, he unleashed a freaking <laughs> a rainbow throw. He robbed a home run in left center field for Oakland. 385 plus feet to that wall and he overthrew on in the air overthrew the first baseman for a double play <laughs> is that is is uh did they make the ball smaller or is it I don't know if did the they just tighten smaller? up the stitches and made it made it more compact you know it might be just more compact it might just be a tighter and i wouldn't be surprised too because with machinery nowadays and how things are made so well and you know the well, for error when they're when they're in small. mass production like that, for them having a, a margin of error, there still is air that slips through the cracks, though. Especially because yeah. I don't see, I don't, I don't look at it like somebody sitting there with a baseball handcrafting, you know, weaving it together. Like that's definitely getting put through a machine. A human will right. come over, touch it, and do something with it, manipulate it, and then the machine finishes the job. Skynet will that's kill us saying. all. And nowadays, it's just the machinery is so good and technology so advanced that there's probably a tighter wound ball than before and that's what's causing this to happen but i'm all for it because i mean let's face it i want to see guys i'm going to be the worst one to say this to i want to see people hitting home runs i want to see people striking out 
Uh, I we don't. I say that. We don't I have to worry about that. With the, as Giants fans, we don't have to worry about the home run part. Yeah, we bank on the double play, though. Yeah. We'll show you. We'll get shown how to well, turn a proper double play. I would. I would love to see with the because I feel just by the eye test watching Giants games, like there's been a ton of deep balls. I, I would like to know what the top ten is for longest home runs at uh, Oracle, AT and T, SBC, House That Maze, Bill Pac Park, Bell, Pac yeah. Bell. Um, China Basin area. But I would like to see how many from this year are going to be in the top 10 because of the juice ball era because, God, I mean, Sanchez hit one today that usually guys hit in BP. You rarely see it during a game. Was that the Grand Slam or was that yesterday? Yeah, yeah two, uh, yesterday was the Grand I Slam. Know, today, man. The Yankees today scored he had a, so many um, runs it was hard to keep up with. That, that Grand Slam that he hit, I want to say traveled 460-something feet. Which a ball? I don't think a ball's done that since Vladimir Guerrero <coughs> in the All Star Game home run derby. <laughs> Jeez. All right, third, third down, Tib. No, I combined them. The MLB and Rob Manfred. Oh, so okay, we're gonna say Rob Manfred. Declining that there's actual evidence of the juice ball. Yeah, my feelings over your facts. Denying his balls are juiced. Uh, mm -hmm. Juice and balls. Bonus up, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's in the MLB. One for four in his debut. Poppy was very yeah, happy with him. And then shout out to the Blue Jays playing small ball, bunt the guy over to third and win it that way. Yeah. yeah. Props to the Blue Jays. All right, Tim. Any other any other things you want to say before we bid you adieu and welcome you back on Wednesday? Well, since Flynn's not going to be here today, I'm not going to do the Fat Albert thing. I'm I'm over it. Thank you. Is he too busy watching uh, Game of Thrones? You know it. Wow. What yeah. a lame -o. Well, you know, he had a very busy weekend, so. I don't know who his I don't know who his agent is. I haven't dealt with his agent, but whoever his agent is, they do a very good job of making sure that he gets the necessary time off from his second job here. So it's a lot of uh, load management for Flan. Yeah, a lot of load yeah. management. A lot of bullshit too. All right. Well, that pop culture better be popping on Wednesday, or else. Better be, especially the Alpha Beta Zeta. He's got a lot of explaining to do. All right, Tim. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. Oh, one last thing, Jeff. Way to call the Clippers losing in Game Five. Oh, I know. I I I guaranteed I guaranteed that they they lose and uh, sure enough they won and then I nonchalantly went on Twitter and was just like Dubs got him in six. There's no way I totally hedged <laughs> that bet. So yeah, but I mean it was true that Dubs did have him in six. I was just a game. I was a game off. It was my fault. Well, if it, if it makes you feel better, I was at game five, so I had a feeling they were gonna lose. I was like, ah, this is great. Great omen. Yeah, thanks, Mateo. Yeah, warn me next time I go to make my picks. All right. game today, Jeff, so don't pick these guys. Yeah, don't, don't pick, pick these them. Guys. Don't pick them. Please stay away. All right, Tim, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, Paradise, guys. Paradise, Paradise, Paradise. Paradise. Bye, Tim. Paradise. Right. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Mateo, let's start out with Sebastian Janikowski. Is hanging him up, retiring. The longtime Raider kicker, Seahawks kicker, is retiring after 19 seasons. He said, it was a good run. I still think of the Super Bowl, and it hurts. I'm trying to get some stats on him to see if... Oh, here we go. He led the league with 33 made field goals in 2010. Uh, most iconic field goal of all time on Monday Night Football is 63 yards, right? Against the Denver Broncos. Ooh, that was a kick. It was in mile high, though, so there was a little mm -hmm. help there. The juice ball. He made 22 of his 27 field goal attempts. It was 8 of 9 between the 40 and 49 with three of it, and 3 of 5 from uh, 50 yards, and that was in 2018 after he missed 2017 with the back 
with a back injury. Is he the worst first round pick ever? No. He's a great first round pick. He's a kicker. So he he's had a, a kicker. He had a great he had a great career. I'm gonna look up Sebastian yeah. Janikowski's stats I, right now. He, he wasn't even an accurate kicker. His leg earned him more than fifty three million dollars in total salary throughout his career. That's, that's because insane. that's because Al couldn't Al was senile. That's true. He did get a lot of that money in Oakland. But he also got a lot of money in Seattle too. Yeah, he didn't even have to stay in shape. He had the Babe Babe Ruth routine. Oh man, that guy was so fat. That he was, was so a Babe amazing. Ruth of kickers. My goodness. He'll be a, I hope I hope he'll be the last kicker picked in the first round. I don't I don't feel well. Maybe the Giants. Maybe maybe Gettleman will take a kicker in yeah, the first round. Leave it to Gettleman. Yeah, you know, like I saw him at the Senior All Bowl. Right, here's his career. Ready? Two hundred and eighty-four games. He. Oh wow! I just need the total field goals made. Five hundred or he was four thirty-six for five hundred and forty-two. That is a career of eighty point four percent. Extra points, he was 605 of 614 for a career of 98.5%. Oh, and he logged one punt for 33 yards back in 2010. So, good on Sebastian Jadikowski. Hall of Famer? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hall of Famer? Come on, man. Let's, oh, let's make him a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to give him, him a W. He's a winner. Be the, he'll be in the John Daly Hall of Fame. He's a winner because he's a kicker that, A, we all recognize. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's retiring is saying something because he's been in the league for as long as he was. He entered in the year 2000, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, is that the Brady draft was 2000? Ooh, I think he might have been in the league as long as Tom Brady, yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's why the stat came out today that Brady's the only guy left from that draft class. That's a great call. Oh, man. Okay, I've got something here for... For winners and losers, too. I just need to queue it up and make sure it's timed correctly. There we go. Gosh, he only made 80% of his kicks. 80% of his field goals, though. Let's take a look. He was 7-7 inside of 20 yards. He was 114-117 inside 30 yards. He was 128 for 143 inside of 40. 129 of 170 inside of 50. And then he was 58 of 105 over 50. Because there was a lot of times where the Raiders would just trot him out there at the end of the first half and just say, hey, this is a 57-yard field goal. Go out and kick it. Active. I'm trying to see who the where he is all time for a field goal percentage. Still scrolling. There 20, he is, 49th, 49th all time in 2012, field goal. 2012, he, he was 91%, though. Peaked in 2012. That was all-time Janikowski greatness. So how many how many of those kickers, what did you say, he's 32nd? Uh, he's 49th in 49th, field my goal bad. percentage. Okay. Uh, Brandon. So are the first 48 kickers in the in the field in the Hall of Fame? Because if they are, then you got to put Janikowski <laughs> in there. <laughs> who's who's in the Hall of Fame for kickers? Ray Guy's in there as a punter. Yeah, name a award named after him. Yeah. Justin Tucker could might as well just etch his spot in there. He should. Vinatieri should be a kicker. The Grammaticas? No, I don't think <laughs> Grammaticas. They're not even. Where's the Dramaticas? They're getting hurt. Oh, God. Was Bill Grammatica oh. pulled his ACL yep. when he, or ruptured it or oh, tore it. Yeah. God. There's something to celebrate, and that's the most kicker Oof. thing ever, man. And there's also, <laughs> I forget who the quote is from. There's also a professional football coach that I've heard of. I've heard a clip before where he just said, you fucking kicker. You fucking kicker. You fucking kicker. I need to find out who said that, but that is an all-time, that's a great sound bite. Oh, Braun getting beer spilt on him. Uh, loser. Nice. Nice by the Mets fan. I like it. Yeah, Brian Braun Ooh. getting beer spilt on him. That's definitely a loss right there. Sucks for him. He got a new hat, though. Nice on him. <laughs> they ran out a new hat. So, Ryan Braun <laughs> with the beer. That's a loser. Next up on the winner's losers list. That was an impromptu ad. We have Dabo Sweeney's new deal. Dabo's new deal is like $93 million or something like that, Mateo. I got to look this up real quick. 
Oh, he's, and it's got a special Alabama clause, which is the Alabama clause is something Alabama could easily afford to pay should they ever want to go Dabo. They, they really they put an Alabama clause in there? Dabo Sweeney gets a $93 million deal. And if this 10 years, $93 million contract, so that's $9.3 million a year, just about the way there's that's on average. The way it's split up is a little bit different. And, you know, he's getting like 2500 He's getting $2.5 million in licensing. That's crazy. And they still can't afford to play the players. Oh, man, he better be careful. He's going to quit if they pay the players. So oh my he's going to walk away from all that money that just if they do, if they start paying players. I believe it's a $6 million buyout if, if Alabama Ooh, wants him. They're shaking. Alabama's shaking. $6 million Ooh. to buy out Dabo Sweeney to get the best, best you, head coach. In. I mean, Nick Saban might be the best recruiter, but Dabo is certainly the best head coach in football. What do you think football. that is, like, five seconds they have to think about it? Yeah, right. Like, uh, uh, Nick's leaving. Do we want to get Dabo? Write the check. <laughs> throw on, why don't you throw a one in front of that six? We'll sweeten it up for right, him real nice. Do the cash check, debit, yeah. what do they want? And they can't pay anybody, so they'll just put a new facility in there and God. give it back to the players that way. See, if Dabo didn't say that shit about the players, I would, I'd be like, oh, Dabo seems like a fun guy, and, you know, he's a great no, coach. No, man, this is all God. about protecting their brand. Once you start enabling yep. the players, those guys become mm-hmm. absolutely exactly. not worthless, but they're they're less they, they're less valuable. Mm-hmm. They stare, yep. Yeah. Not even from a money and a contract standpoint, but just from a how we look at them in the media and how the players look mm-hmm. at them, too. Once you start paying the players, those guys... They're it, the GM. Yeah. They're everything. They're everything right now. They enjoy the... Heavy is the head that wears the crown, but damn, do they enjoy wearing that crown. I say that because look at the rewards he's reaping right now. Yep. Getting paid nearly $10 million a year to coach college football. That's insane. That is insane. I bet you if he took half of that, he'd be able to pay his players handsomely. Oh, yeah. each, each one of the players uh, on that, uh, what is that, like 70, 80 players? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a math guy, but you could easily make sure that each one of those guys got 25 grand for the football season. Yep. That's the thing about paying with college, college athletes, though, is college athletes need to be ready for the, and they need to be mindful if they're going to get paid where you're going to school, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to Duke, you should go as a basketball player. <coughs> Why? You'll get paid more as a basketball player than you would as a football mm-hmm. player. Why? Because Duke brings in more revenue in their basketball programs. The same thing with Clemson. If you're going to go to Clemson, you're going to get paid more if you're a football player. Why? Because football pay bra- brings in more money. It actually allows the volleyball team to get paid more than they actually do because the football team's bringing in so much mm-hmm. money. And it's, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you got to have people show up to your games. you got to attract attention to yourself in your sport if you want to get that bigger check. Otherwise, it's all going to be based on what you bring in. And if the if the schools really wanted to take a look at what brings certain schools know John Hopkins knows that their lacrosse program is nothing to mess around with, mm-hmm. you know, or it was I don't know how it is now. I know ten years ago it was a great great lacrosse program. Still a great program that you're able to pull a lacrosse program out. I mean that's that's it's still, still good solid. enough that yeah, I remembered yeah, that, it. Yeah, that you're able to you say just that. have to pick an Ivy League school or one of those back <laughs> north, one of those schools. Yeah, Yale's lacrosse. <laughs> No, it's, uh, Duke's lacrosse is actually pretty good, too, when they're not messing around with the strippers. North Carolina, Notre Dame, that's also got some good – Virginia. It's all back east. With the, it mm-hmm. depends on where you're going. Football schools, obviously, those football players are going to get paid more. Lacrosse schools, they get paid more. Hockey schools, hockey players get paid more. It's just a matter of where you want to go. And then as you work your way down, if you're in D3, boy, you better be happy with the $100 a month you're getting because that's how much revenue you guys are bringing in. So, sorry, should have gotten the D2, should have gotten the D1 offer, you know? I don't know. And then this, and then how you want to compartmentalize that too, or break that down? Uh, you you've got you know does does Zion get more of a paycheck than the twelfth man on the Duke basketball team, or do you just make the stipend equal across the board? And that's where I think they should allow the players to make money off of their not well their likeness yeah. in a sense. If more people are going out and buying Zion jerseys, 
then then give Zion a, mm-hmm. extra money. Yep. But if you've got homie, the 12th man over there, he's still on the team. He's going to get a base salary. Mm-hmm. You know, just hopefully his family goes and buys a bunch of his jerseys so he can get paid for it. Right, and then that would open up licensing for them to do maybe college football games again, and at least those guys are getting paid. Get his, And then that, o- that opens the door up for right, even more royalty. money for the yeah, players. Yeah, just a little bit of royalties. Wait, we're solving all the problems here. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, I don't know if you saw this, but Pat McAfee announced the Colts pick, mm-hmm. and it was – I mean, I, I know we've cussed a little bit on this episode, part of my language. It was fucking hilarious. There was nothing like Pat McAfee announcing the draft pick. So sit back and enjoy this little ditty. What is it? A minute 51 seconds. Please welcome from Oh, oh whoops. Sorry. Uh, locked, oh. We lost Pat. No, he didn't even start. We're Pat. Yeah. was amazing dude i don't know if there could ever be another draft selection made like that and i think what's great is he paid homage to uh mr kennedy from the wwe with the with the second reading of okiki yeah that's a good yeah, one kennedy. I need to pick that. I mean, that's a good pickup kennedy. I oh I, yeah i was a big wrestler back in the day and i know that pat mcafee really likes his wrestling so espn if you want a character somebody that's gonna gonna make us tune into i don't know maybe a monday night football you might want to swoop up on Pat McAfee before he gets too invested with Barstool, your arch enemy. Although I think he's gone on his own now. He left. Yeah, he, he left. left Barstool. Yeah, okay. They had a kind Pardon of me. Ugly split. Misspeak. So he's you're, you're good with the Barstool thing. But how about uh, you see the WWE might weasel their way in there, and that was an open tryout for ad living in front of a crowd that would go absolutely nuts for Pat McAfee. They've, they've uh, the, he was at WrestleMania doing the they had a watch party kind of what like the Alabama uh-huh. Clemson type thing that they do with ESPN, and he was the main host for it, and he was doing pregame for WWE too. Yeah, he's a character he's, man. Yeah, he's really good. That, that whole thing from the Stanford nerd to the I think the right. best part that got me was <laughs> I will not talk much because i was a punter 
But with that being said, we did not punt very much against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean, he's like the Kevin Smith of punters. I mean, oh. he's such a good story. Anytime, like, there's, he told this great story about Peyton Manning. I think it was on Rich Eisen's show, and his delivery was, for a guy that was yeah. one year retired The cadence from football, and his yeah, ability everything. to tell a story, yeah, he man. Is a talented guy. Pat McAfee, you are not the hero we need, but the hero we deserve. And they let him, did he call the Lions game at the end? Of, he got the call one week 17 game. Did he? Yeah, and he was hilarious. Oh, it's, it's too great, yeah, man. Yeah, he I, would be really good. Make football. sure whoever gets a hold of him, make sure that you utilize him properly because that is a gift that keeps on giving. His ability to just, oh, it's, it's I'm envious, man. I'm envious. His ability to tell a story and and stay as comedic as, as he is. He makes it effortless, right? Like, I'm going to toot my own horn here. I could definitely work on a comedy routine and get people to laugh for 20 minutes. This guy, the wit on him, and I think my wit gets my close friends, and it can get strangers. You know, obviously, sometimes my sense of humor gets misconstrued. That guy's just got a universal Mm -hmm. glow that just works. So whoever gets their hands on him, and hopefully Pat knows this for himself, that he's able to kind of let it ride and, and, and roll with that because, dude, we want more of that. I want more. Big winner. Big winner. Big winner. All right, that'll do it for winners and losers. Very short winners and losers list. Made up of punters and kickers. Well, a quality over quantity today, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how much there is to say there. But, yes, kickers, beer, punters, and coaches getting paid a lot of money. All right, now it is time for the pop culture update. Are Are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. Mateo, we are not Game of Thrones fans whatsoever. I was trying to reach out to Flan for his immediate reaction after the episode. I know Tim had hinted at it, that he was uh, he thought it was a crazy episode. He gave us the spoiler on it. So if if you haven't watched Game of Thrones... At this rate, when you're listening to this, I'm sorry. We don't watch it. We don't care. Spoiler alert coming. You're going to want to hit the fast forward on it for about the next. Fast forward a minute from now. We should be done talking about it. Ho! Oh! That zombie white guy, the, the, the frozen one, that king of the undead, whatever his name is. He dead. He gone. We don't even need to watch it. We just know he gone. He dead. And it doesn't make any sense. If he's already undead, then how is he dying? I tried. Tim tried to explain this to me off the record, and I still don't get it. I still actually did he say it on the record? Or did he said off the record. I think it was off the record. I we think it was talking, off the record. Chatting about it. We've been talking a lot, man. It's it's hard to keep up with myself. So it the the made it sound he made it sound like it was like a vampire thing where it's like you got to stab him in the chest with a plank of you know a wooden spike and except this wasn't a wooden spike it was some magical one and. No, I, I don't I don't get it. If he's dead, he's dead. How is he dead again if he's undead? I don't know. But no, I, I just can't move. I did the I sent, I sent my brother a text and I he he finally sent his reaction. It was it was Emma Clark giving two thumbs up and then now he's giving me a big description of of what happened and I don't I don't I'm gonna say You're not gonna I understand don't it, yeah. understand. Nor do I care that much of this. If Game of Thrones ever finds its way to make it onto Netflix and I find myself with a week off from work, I might indulge and I might take a look at it. But as of right now, I know I'm too late to the party. There was never any interest to begin with. I heard one of my coworkers refer to it as Triple X Lord of the Rings. And I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> in a sense. I was like, I'll buy that. I'll buy it. It's much of the same themes. You just don't see nearly the amount of cheeks that you do. And I mean, Lord of the Rings, there, I don't think there's any cheeks that get shown. And Game of Thrones, it sounds like there was one 
You, you see it every 15 minutes in the episode. So it goes from dragons to sex. Dragons, sex. Somebody Murder. dies. Yep. Somebody gets their dick cut off. Drag more dragons, some sex. Murder, betrayal. And I've got such a short attention span now. I'm bad with TV shows. I'm so far like Better Call Saul. I love, and I'm behind on that. And I've and I have also a low bar with television. There's some shows like I was telling Timmy about Gotham, which is embarrassing that I watch. But the guilty pleasure. And I, and I have, yeah, guilty pleasure. And I haven't even finished that. My 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 attention span's not good with t- with TV with a medium that's only 45 to an hour. Depending. Look, man, I'm just all I am. All I'm saying is that. I'm more of a timepiece guy, so the three the three go tos I have right now on Netflix: Peaky Blinders. I was a little late to the party on that. All right, I was, but I was able to stream up and catch up to it. That's that's in between World War One and World War Two in England. It's pretty dope. They started out as bookmakers. Now they've now he's kind of now he's gone legit, and it's interesting. He's getting in, he's messed around with Italians, the mafia, the mob. And we're gonna see what happens moving forward here in season five. Another one I like is Frontier. That's Jason Moama. I'm pronouncing that name incorrectly, but you know who I'm talking about. That's that's right around the time that the Americans were trying to uh, step away from. You know, right around the time of the American Revolution, uh, although it, it's a lot of fur trading and um, stuff that went on between uh, Indian or Native Americans and the the English, and then the Native settlers. So or the first settlers, and then the third one I watch is The Last Kingdom, which is when the Saxons were fighting the Danes over the Holy Land, over in England, and all that good stuff. So it's just entertaining. I like those types of pieces. I don't, I don't get down with the magic and the sorcery. It's cool. It's cool. But I, you know, I left that with Harry Potter when that was finished. I have rounds four through seven of the draft that I need to figure out. So what do you mean? You still it. need to watch them? Th- those are just. I, those are. That's what I'm more interested in right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you need. To, you need to give your grades yeah, on yeah, those. Yeah, I need to get grades. All right, and then next up on the pop culture update, we have Avengers Endgame. This is something that I'm glad that's come to an end. I'm tired of all the hype. I never oh, got God, into these. You, so is you're there, you're a big is Endgame there, guy. I'm going Tuesday. So is there spoilers? Am I gonna? Have oh, to you haven't. This? You haven't I seen haven't it. Gone. Yet. I'm not going to Tuesday. I thought, oh man, that's no. what I was hoping. I was hoping that but you we could spoil still, it for us. No, we're not. I'm not. Nope. I'm waiting till Tuesday. So I'm, I've I've come this far. We'll see. Lashawn, I guess are we gonna talk a about Lashawn McCoy, or are you just talking about in general? No, oh, no, I didn't know uh, about I, that. I guess you, next. You, I guess it's gonna have to be next week. You'll. We can talk about it on Sunday with you. Flan will definitely be on here Wednesday talking about all four out of him. I just want to know if, in fact, Ant Man does crawl up Thanos' ass. That's all I'm rooting. I'm never rooted for anything that, more. That I was is like, the dude. only logical way that he could be defeated, in my estimation, is if Ant Man crawls up any orifice and expands, and then Thanos is a <laughs> done. There was nothing better than when I saw that as a theory, and then <laughs> when I went down that wormhole on Twitter. Pun intended. Yes, I was. Yeah, I was blown away that somebody came up with this theory. I, I like the reaction of, why can't he just go in the ear? Because the ass makes it so much funnier. And <laughs> yeah. when, you see, when you say that to, to diehard Avengers fans, the look they give you is just... Uh, uh, ep- uh, comic book issue 37 of Ant-Man shows oh that he God. is not somebody that gets down to that size. Yeah. He would not have that crawling ability. Jesus. And Thanos from episode or, uh, issue 67, he would be way too alert for somebody to come and reach that region of him. I've never been down like that, man. But you could ask me about something that happened. You could ask me about like who was on the cover of Madden 2006, I could tell you. <laughs> You'd be like, the, uh, the, who, who, was on, who was on 2006? Donovan McNabb. Pey- what year was Peyton Hillis? Was it 9? 12. 12? Damn. Yeah. I know, they're right. That's some dumbass knowledge right oh, there. But I, I could tell you that, it. but I couldn't tell you anything about those comic book heroes. Like, oh, I re- what's crazy is it's 11 years, 22, 22 movies 22 after 11 movies. years. I remember seeing the first three Iron Man, or Iron, yeah, the first three Iron Mans, and when uh, Samuel L. Jackson pops out and's like, I'm forming the Avengers. But then 
they just started cranking out. See, I knew about Iron Man. I knew about Batman. I knew about Superman. I know I'm mixing universes here, but I only knew about so many superheroes. So once they started going, once they started going balls deep in Marvel and bringing out, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. I, 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 the Fantastic Four is that also Marvel or no? I don't think. Oh that, God, I think that's different. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So Fantastic Four probably not. So, but you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm mixing up the comic books because I can't pay attention to those universes, right? I mm-hmm. just look at a comic book superhero. That's just generic and comics. Where it links. Right? And, it, and it's tough, too, because it's it's just like s- sports fandom, too. It's no! Like, it's how, it's how no! people want to get into it and how deep and how much they're going to argue with. So with, not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, how, de- how divisive it is. I would, argue, just, I would argue that it's not like sports in the sense that we, I mean, as much as we joke around about stuff being scripted and stuff being fixed, you know, there it's not right to a degree. It's not wrestling is the closest that you get. But these movies and the comic books, the, you know how they're supposed to end. No, the but, but the difference wins. is, is I'm talking towards fandom, the way we treat it with fandom, and the way we welcome people in, and, okay, and people yeah, that fair. don't have knowledge of it. That's fair. I mean, that's that's for me is the tough part because it's like if somebody came in as a like let's say a Steelers fan and they didn't know a much about the history of the team, you'd be frustrated with it. And if they'd, you know, you guys, like, let's just say, I'll just take an example. They like Because the, I, they was like that, the, I was that person, and I did my due diligence, and I looked up the history, and I've come to appreciate it and study it, and I can reference stuff. Plus, over the, the years that I've been a Steeler fan, I've been able to witness the history that, that adds to what I've learned about. It yeah. wasn't like I just came in and was just See, like, this is my favorite team. This is who I'm going to buy all the swag for. And, and that's somebody, as, as somebody with Star Wars, like, I, that's, I read the books. I read the Bounty Hunter series. So I kind of... Walk that line. You watched all the shitty yeah. TV shows yeah, that yeah. Cartoon Network tried to pass off. I didn't watch the Rebels. Everybody says it's like one of the most. No, like, not authentic. the new, not the new one. I'm talking about when Toonami was in its heyday, and you get that little robot that would pop out in outer space. <laughs> yeah, and it would just and he'd send you off to like whatever show you're gonna watch. It was like a two hour stint. Yeah, but you, before Adult Swim would start. But that's like the line I walk because there's a lot of comic book guys at work that yeah. are very into it. That I have to be like, this I is talk my about first the, edition. Yeah, you I, cannot break like, this okay. deal. I'd be like, okay, yeah. okay. Like, I just want to talk about the movies. I, I don't need some origin story. I I can appreciate this, and you can welcome me in. Plus, once you in. make, like, 30 different Spider-Mans, it really, it really makes it tough for me to follow along. Yeah, they really Shouts out Toby. They, Toby, they, yeah. I'm sorry they left and you out. They're doing that with uh, Batman, too. I mean, Batman's something that shouldn't... They dilute in the water. Yeah, and that's that something... That makes it tough, because yeah. I like Batman. I yeah, actually like that superhero, so it makes it tough when they do that stuff. The Dark Knight's great. Is he really a superhero? He's just rich. He's a mercenary. Mercenary? Okay, I like that. Yeah, okay, but he fair. doesn't even kill people. So he's just Bruce, like, being Bruce Wayne's cooler than being Batman. I think like I, I think being I think the fact that he is Bruce Wayne and then he and then he doubles like, as Batman is what's dope about him. He's I got all this money and I'm gonna use it to protect the city the way I want it to. I'm gonna talk with a stupid boy. That's a Republican superhero right there, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Private Enterprise, saving everything. That's how we're gonna do it. Don't even touch the taxpayer money. He just solves it all. He handles it for all the bad guys. No 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 no. I like it. All right, dismount there for my awful political joke. Uh, that's it for the pop culture update. I don't have anything else going on because literally that's all Twitter is right now is Game of Thrones and Avengers. I knew it was going to be like this, and this is just one of those periods of life where you just got to sit it out. It's like I didn't. It's I was not in on it, and I will. I'm not will, losing any sleep over it. I will say it's like payback for them who have to like deal with the draft and playoffs and NHL and that. Oh, those, this is their strike. That, yeah, yeah, this is their strike now. What it's was like, interesting okay. was the people that I follow that are sports fans, but also double down mm-hmm. with Marvel and Game of Thrones, and they're completely overlooking stuff like the draft and NBA playoffs right now. Like somebody tweeted out earlier, like I'm watching this Rockets Warriors game, and all I'm thinking about is who's gonna die tonight. It's, and it's like. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, I want to. Yeah, I, you know, I wish I could have attached myself to these fictional characters in the way you guys you guys did. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm I'm crossing on Tuesday because we got tickets. My girlfriend bought tickets what like a month before like the playoffs were announced. She she went early. For so Avengers tickets. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm running into the Avengers starting. I believe we're gonna go to like the five thirty six o'clock showing. It's a fucking three hour movie. So it's gonna bleed into the Warriors playoff. You'll see game. the second half. Yeah, I'll see the second You'll half, which the is the, the which is the second year in a row this has happened. Because when I saw Avengers, the last one, it was during the Warriors Hornets game or Warriors Pelicans game, the first one that Steph came back. Well, that one, that's okay. That's a series that you could miss it. I'm just gonna say it sounds like you need to get your priorities in order, <laughs> just personally. Uh, no, the way I'm doing it is like, okay, I've seen enough Warrior playoff games that I can I can sit one out to go and see the see Avengers and. And even do, if it's probably quality, the one that they, the goal, that they take ten. off, you're like, all right, then I feel even better about my decision. Yeah, right. I'll walk out. Game. I'll walk out and be down 15. I'm like, fuck. I get to yeah. watch the second half of this game. Awesome. All right. So yeah, that'll do it for us. Oh, oh yeah, I got one more for the pop culture. Oh, uh, the you 49ers do. spent a fourth round pick on a punter. Oh, so that's good. that's very pop culture. You can't drop bunch that. of cowards. You can't drop that. They're, issue. they're run by such cowards. They really are. They want to give a pick two for Odell Beckham, send, but they'll be aggressive for a punter. Send vibes and prayers and thoughts. And ridiculous. All that good stuff to it's ridiculous. He needs it. I woke up on day three, on day three of the draft, which is just a sad statement in general, excited. They did exactly what you saw my plan on Twitter. You probably skimmed over because you don't want to hear my bullshit. I wanted them to trade down. What did they do? They traded down. Then they traded Dakota Watson and a pick to move up in uh, round five. So I was even more excited. And then they took a fucking punter. That punter deserved to go there. Awful. Just awful. Who's your punter? Who's the Steelers punter? Uh, Jordan Berry, the Australian. I think. Oh, okay. so they have something in common. You didn't draft him in the fourth round, though. Probably not. Yeah, see? He's probably, yeah, he, he's probably you a get free the, agent That is our burden. And we used the fifth. So we replaced, because of the old regime, we're replacing the fourth round, or the fifth round punter that we used with a fourth round punter. Actually, on this topic of kickers, shout out to Chris Boswell. I never gave him that props. He got engaged uh, two, weeks, two, three weeks ago. Oh, Smoke cool. show. Oh, so wow. props, to, cr- props to Chris Boswell. And he's somebody that doesn't have to kick a lot of field goals. Well, Considering when, how many two-point conversions they go for. When we rely on him and he doesn't come through, that's when it's just like, okay, wizard, what are you doing? <laughs> but, as, but as soon as he makes those field goals, it's the wizard of Boz coming through. But as soon as he messes up, man, there ain't nobody that we're ready to point the finger at faster than at the kicker. Hey, at least he's not holding out. That's true. That's true. He's not, he's not being being. Given the maybe opportunity. that's why you guys drafted the punters. Say, hey, this guy, we punted him high enough because we think he's a dual threat. We yeah, think he can, he can, he can yeah, he can hold, he can hold the ball for you really well. No, have him kick the extra points if uh, well, if Gold is going to well, hold out. Might as well find a way to maximize his value as Hit a fourth the round pick. harder. <laughs> Pop culture. All right, so that'll do it for us, Ridiculous. Mateo. Do you have any shouts out? Any any other complaints besides the punter before we go? No, the punter has me fired Just up. Uh, check punter. out check out Mateo's Monday Oliver's Market Instagram feed. I pick a I pick a beer every week. What's the it's, beer? Uh, it's actually a cider this week. I have it. I'm gonna drink it when I get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cider is really out 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 thinking everybody. So so much for the beer <coughs> of the week. I know, right? Well, cider's cider. a form. Well, cider's considered a yeah, one okay. of the beers. Drink of the week. What about you? Anything for you? No, I'll be covering high school baseball tomorrow. So yippee! Ooh, maybe we'll get a foul ball. And then, other, and then have to give it back. <laughs> Run down there. And then, uh, do you, are you gonna bring your glove? No, I'm gonna bring in a notebook and a and what do they call that? Um, Mister Journalism. The score, the scores book. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll print out one of those online. I don't know. There's a there's a highly touted prospect, I guess. I don't know. It's high school football. It's high school baseball, man. You should go out uh, to Cal and see uh, what's his name, uh, Andrew Vaughn. Should I? Yeah, oh. he's probably gonna be a top five pick, <laughs> hey, and he's from the area. Really? Where'd he go? Oh, I don't know. He, oh. Yeah, I don't know. But he's We're from around here. Yeah. He's around here. He's going to be a top five pick. All right, I'm yawning. That means it's time to go. Yeah, All right, thank you for up. listening. Uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go. 
have positive vibes. <laughs> Remix. Go fuck yourself. Hey. Until next time. Peace. Hey. 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 Yeah. Hey. Hey. Uh. Yeah. Niggas talking, I'ma war, don't worry about it. Setting transits, niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Moving silence, I don't speak upon the violence. Up you with that, pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static, talk your shit, then drop your address. We got time today, so check your rollie and your paddock. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Cop card next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Off a smell of that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. My shit in the way blasting. Open doors and go Casper, nigga. I'll feature like Jasper. Hit that bit with a multi milli after. I remember what y'all broke nigga said backwards. Burning bitches with some nicks in this backwood.